When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Riverside. everybody welcome back to another episode of our podcast i'm lucas i got chris and uriah we're all back no special guest tonight but that's okay because we got some pre-season games to talk about right chris yeah baby we got basketball and we're gonna start with the cleveland game from wednesday night and work our way back to the brooklyn game on monday lucas yeah we're recording right after the cleveland game yeah. too so let's start with the starters we finally got to see the full group in this game, Joel, Tobias, PJ, James, Tyrese, who stood out to you and why? I mean, can I just say Maxi? Like, I know that's like, an easy thing to say, but like, Chris, he, I mean, like, granted, he has one more preseason game under his belt versus Joel and Harden, but even we'll get to the Nets game in a minute. But like, Maxi has looked. Like 20 points in 15 minutes, 21 points in 15 minutes on 9 of 11 shooting. Perfect from downtown on three of uh, attempts. Play making looks better. Chris, he looks comfortable. Like this game, you know, like how you get to a point when with young players where the game slows down for them. I think that's what's happening with Maxi. Yeah. Uh, look, 21 points, 15 minutes, like you said. Coming off the game, which we'll talk about, he scored 20 in 14 minutes against Brooklyn. This kid has been pretty freaking remarkable these past two games. Um, yeah, he like doesn't miss anymore, which is great. He's even more confident with his shot than he was last season. Apparently, I mean, he's making passes that we haven't seen him make before. Like He's doing all the mm-hmm. things necessary to take a leap, and it's two preseason games we shouldn't like throw a parade yet but maxi looks really really special and i think it's fair to have a lot of confidence in him going into the season um like he's been by far the standout of these two games and he was the best player on the floor in a game that had donovan mitchell playing really well darius garland like there are a lot of good players on both teams and maxi was the best one out there tonight so he deserves a lot of credit for that I, I will say this. The Nets game was something different, but this game when you had all five starters, I liked the role that Tobias Harris was in. Wasn't forcing the offense, took five shots, made four of them, and was playing really good defense. Two steals, one block in 17 minutes. Like He was stripping the ball. He was active defensively, holding his own. That's the Tobias Harris I think we all want to see. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to – poke holes in the starters tonight like that group just played really well um i i mean it like wasn't a particularly great joel or james game but both those guys looked fine to me james 
looks mm, pretty good. And... I, uh, uh, hey, before you guys get to, to Harden, I just want to say about Tobias Harris. Yeah. I look at what Kevin Love is doing and how smooth he is stepping into a shot, and he was on fire earlier in that game. I really wish that could be Tobias's role. I, I know he's maybe not as comfortable shooting right off the catch, but don't you guys think that he, if he took that role like Kevin Love, the Sixers would be in a better position? Well, Kevin Love's usually a six-man. They they were without Evan Mobley tonight. But I, I will say that having Tobias more as a quick-trigger guy is better. But look, he took good high-percentage shots, took mismatches, was able to get open open layups, mm-hmm. taking three-pointers that were available weren't you know, when he did shoot them, they were quick trigger. They weren't like off the dribble or anything. So just give it time. I think time as, as the season progresses, you're right. I think this, that, that will come now. I don't expect him to attempt like seven or eight, three pointers a game. That's not his game, but if he averages around five or six, like, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely think Tobias's approach is significantly better than it was early last season. I think he's continuing to move in the right direction. Like you said, Lucas, I mean, he was like taking threes off of screens in the Brooklyn game. So a lot of positive stuff from Tobias. I I mean, I think he's a different player than Kevin Love. Like, yeah, he's going to put the ball on the floor more than Caleb. They're just not quite the same kind of guy, but I agree. Like Tobias taking more spot of threes right off the catch would be great. Um, But but get back to that Harden thing, Chris, I, Okay, we talked about this a little bit on the pre-show here, but Chris, I, I am concerned a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that he looked horrific like he did at the end of last season, but there was some times that I felt like the burst wasn't quite what we thought it was going to be, at least what I thought it was going to be anyway. I don't, I don't know. I was, you know, after all the off-season work, I was expecting James to be the, the old James Harden. Maybe that's just a, a pipe dream. Like, he looked good. It's just like he still shot three of nine. There was a lot of, you know, times where he just he could not get past a perimeter defender. Now he did have that nice uh crossover against Dean Wade, but Dean Wade is a uh 6-9 power forward playing small forward. Like that's not really a great ma- you know, of course James Harden is going to make him look silly. Like that's like I don't know. I maybe I'm being a little pessimistic, which is usually your job, Chris, but I I'm going to I I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried. Like I didn't expect James to come out and Drop thirty ten and ten in, in the first preseason game, like I, but like three of nine. He's he's not going to be MVP level James Harden. I, I just don't think that's coming back. He he looked good though. He had a couple of really nice drives to the rim. He looked plenty fine to me. Um, like Donovan Mitchell, credit to him, played some really good defense. But he did he did play good defense. James James looked fine to me. Um and when Tyrese is playing like he was playing and you have Joel leading the offense, I think James playing like he did is more than enough. So would I like him to be more aggressive? Sure. And was is three of nine, like great. No, but it's the first half of his first preseason game. It's, it's really, I don't think anything to be super panicky about. Well, okay. I'll say this. If Tyrese actually can keep up this, like, Create like I don't I don't I think he'll come back to earth a little bit during the season, but like if Tyrese Maxey really emerges as a second like scoring option, like I don't need James to be super aggressive. I need him to be efficient. That's that's the thing that I've always said about James since he first got here. Like I don't need him to score twenty five points. I need him to be efficient scoring twenty or eighteen points. 
and averaging like 10 or 11 assists. That's that's what I need. But yeah, you know, well, I, I, I won't harp it anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, I, James is pretty efficient scoring 20 last year, so I'm, I'm not super worried about it. Um, yeah, and like P.J. Tucker, I thought he did what you would expect out of P.J. Tucker. Yeah. A lot of energy, defended the other team's best player, got a bunch of rebounds, was crashing the glass. Not a lot of complaints for me. Uh, let's talk about the bench now, Lucas. Who stood out to you there? Well, I mean, we could, t- I, you know, I'll leave Montrez Harrell to you, Chris. I, I'll, I'll talk about some other guys here. I'm going to talk about Paul Reed because I know that that's your guy, but I, I'm going to steal him for a second here. Um, Keith Pompey came out with an article after the first preseason game because Paul Reed started ahead of Harrell in that one, um, stating that it's it appears for the time being that Wild Doc is going to use a, you know, center by committee that it looks like Paul Reed's going to be the primary backup heading into the season, which I think we're all surprised by. And let me tell you, Paul Reed looked great. He had five points, four steals, six rebounds, one foul in 18 minutes. I I don't think you can ask for anything more, Chris. And you know what? I'm like, look, Montrezl Harrell's good. I like him, but I'd rather have Paul Reed and his defense out. Yeah, I I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised that Paul is – getting the nod here, uh, but I, I don't disagree with it. Again, dude's pretty special, I think, and he's going to be a really good two-way player in time. Uh, Montrez, also pretty pretty good. 13 points, hit the game-winning shot, 5 of 7 from the field, brought a crap ton of energy to the second half of a preseason game. Um, pretty admirable stuff from him. Like Montrez, as your quote-unquote third-string center, is not a bad setup. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about it. Daniel House, Shake Milton, George Niang, D'Anthony Milton, those were the four perimeter guys off the bench in the first half. We didn't see Matisse Stiebel until the second half, which yeah. I think was pretty notable. Yeah, we were, that's that's a, that's kind of a big deal. I, I mean, we were kind of wondering, like, I, I always thought it was kind of between Matisse and Shake for that tenth spot, yeah. and it seems like Shake yeah. has it right now. And Shake played really well tonight. So, well, uh, yeah, and it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like, I know Uriah is probably chomping at the bit here, but like, shit, they you need another ball handler with Melton. Melton's not a primary ball handler. Like, I know he played point guard earlier on in his career, but that's not his strength. Running an offense is not his strength. So having Shake out there makes sense. So Shake had a pretty good game. He had 12 points on 13 shots, so uh, pretty efficient. I mean, not super efficient, but efficient enough. You know, he had five assists too. So, like, good game for Shake. Absolutely. Um, I do want to shout out my man Charlie Brown Jr. You know, I am on that bandwagon, Chris. He had a pretty good game. Ran a lot. Had some good back cuts. Like, I, hey, look, I'm, I really hope Charlie Brown. I mean, he's on two-way, so I don't see why they would cut him. Um, now I, you did note, you did note something on our Twitter page while watching the game. And I, and I noticed it too, Charlie Champagne got into the game, but no Isaiah Joe Champagne is on a two-way contract. I do want to point that out, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. No Isaiah Joe, no Charles Bassey, no traveling queen tonight. No Michael Foster jr. Either. Yeah. So cut Foster out. I think those three guys are competing for one roster spot basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I think Joe's going to get it still, but it's yeah, I believe so. It's not like a boost in morale for the Isaiah Joe crowd 
that he's just not playing in a preseason game. I, I don't think it speaks well of where he is in the coaching staff's hierarchy right now. And look, Sixers are really deep. Like Furkan, Matisse, House, Milton, all the, those guys are like inevitably going to be ahead of him. It's not a surprise necessarily, but to see him just not touch the floor in a preseason game is a little strange. He did play. He he did play in the Nets game. He did play in the Nets game. Maybe it's because it was actually kind of a close, interesting game down the stretch. But yeah, yeah Charlie Brown Jr. and Julian Champagne. Both both made appearances, and Jaden Springer made an appearance too. So it's not like Jaden Springer had a really nice block. He dude can block shots. Um, yes, he can. So on like... Raul Neto, is that the block you're talking about? Because yeah, I could probably I... block Raul Neto myself. But anyway, um, okay. All right. I want to give a quote. I can probably uh, block Ho Neto myself. I'm really good. Neto scored three crazy. times as many points as Matisse Seibel tonight <laughs> and played in the first half. So, um, shots yeah. fired. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're right. Wait I'm a minute. Quote, though. Um, block. um, look, first round pick. I don't need to go down this guy's resume. All I know is Neto has been on more teams in the past five years than Dennis Rodman has different hair colors. When he played in the NBA, so whoa, 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 whoa! That's Neto needs to find the home and and learn how to stay there. Chris would want him back in Philly, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's probably good enough to play in Philly. Don't know if I would. You is. give him so, Fibel's spot, Chris? Would you give a whole Neto Fibel spot? I give him Shake spot, and Shake is ahead of Fibel oh. in the rotation right now. So, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I I think. Overall, this is a really positive game from the bench because Thibault, Korkmaz, Harrell is like your 11, 12, 13. It's pretty good. Not a lot to complain about there. Um, I've liked what I've seen from Furkan quite a bit these past couple games. Didn't shoot as well tonight as he did in the Brooklyn game, but he looks a lot more comfortable out there than he did last season. So, A lot more aggressive attacking the rim. I like that. Yeah, I, I mean... We're seeing Point Furk on again, which was a nice little surprise last season early on. I, I really – it's a very positive game in my opinion. Um, Philly was obviously down four points at halftime, which is when the starters were playing, but it's a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Cleveland's going to be really good too. Like, let's just talk about the Cavs for a little bit, Lucas. Cleveland looks – Yeah, good. let's talk about the Cavs. They're going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think um... – Jared Allen is, you know, he he's always a contender for an all defensive team, even though Joel can usually have his way with them. They're a deep team. Like we and we played them without Evan Mobley. They didn't have Mobley tonight. Mobley very well could take one of the, that second year step that a lot of young players do. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland is arguably a top three uh backcourt in the East, arguably top if you really think highly of Garland. Look, it's it's going to be it's they're going to be a good team. The question for them is that small forward. If they can figure that out one way or another, they're they could make a pretty deep run. I'm not going to say they're going to get to the finals or even the East Finals, but a second round not completely out of the question. Yeah. I mean, here's they mentioned it on the broadcast. Cleveland's one of two teams with three All-Stars from last year. Yeah, I would say their third all-star, Jared Allen, was a more deserving all-star than Golden State's third all-star. As much as Wiggins was great last year, like 
Cleveland has three legit all stars. Yeah, Mobley, Mobley, who could very well be the best player on that team sooner than later. Like Mobley's awesome. So mm-hmm. that's a very deep and talented core four. If we're going to use that phrase for multiple teams now. Oh, well, 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 hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Can, <laughs> don't, don't do this because NBA TV stole that from us. I will say, Fair, I forget. Like, like, fourth guy is way better than Philly's fourth guy. Um, okay, yeah, but our top three <laughs> is better than their top three. Yeah, true. It balances out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Cleveland's going to be really good. The more I think about Cleveland, the more I think they're – more they could be a top three. They could be a top three seed in the they, East during the regular season. Yeah, the East is going to be a bloodbath, but Cleveland's going to win oh, yeah. a lot of regular season games. You mm-hmm. mentioned the small forward spot. I'm really not worried about it. Like Karis Levert started tonight. He's a really good player. He's not, but 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 he's not Isaac, a small forward. And you probably want somebody more defensive minded at, sure. at that Isaac spot. Isaac Okoro is a great defender he, who can slot not in shoot. You want to start Kevin Love? That's fine by me. I, I was actually Edwards. thinking Dean Wade. I was actually thinking Dean Wade. Uh, hey, I'm not. I'm not worried at all. Simply because, at least from the Sixer standpoint, because nobody can guard you well on that team. Jared Allen stinks against. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And but I am jealous of their ball movement, their penetration. We couldn't stop them in the first quarter to save our lives. So Cleveland, they have some nice. They they probably have a top five guard tandem. Absolutely. Yeah, say. no, no, they, they, they do. They have a great, like, and look, a lot of teams are going to struggle with, you know, containing the penetration of those two guards. Like, it's it's going to be hard. Like, that's that's just the reality of it. Um, maybe P.J. Tucker's not the best fifth starter in that matchup. I, I would be tempted to go with Daniel House or Melton just to deal with the, the perimeter speed that they have. But, yeah, I mean, look. They're they're just a talented team, and they're going to be talented for a long time because they're young. Absolutely, um, Cleveland's going to be really great. Uh, let's switch gears now and talk about Brooklyn, Lucas. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, let's talk about this Brooklyn game. I, you know, Joel, PJ, James, and even Daniel House due to a neck injury, but he's clearly fine, did not play that game. It was the return of Ben Simmons. And we will definitely talk about Simmons first, but let's, Chris, what are your, what stood out to you in that first preseason game? Yeah. I mean, we already talked about Tyrese. He was just as good as in this game as he was in the Cleveland game. There's absolutely. not really much to say about it. He's, he's been absolutely on fire, not missing any shots. Um, Paul Reed got the start, like you said. Yeah. Harold, yeah. notable. That trend. Seems to be continuing. I thought Tobias Harris was really good in the minutes he got, which he followed up in the Cleveland game. Thibault got the start in this game. Um, played more, had three steals, hit his hit a three, took a few. So I mean, it was a pretty good Thibault game, all things considered. And again, like the bench looked really good. Furkan was awesome in this game. Montre, yep. pretty great, though he fouled out in twelve minutes. Very Paul Reed move of him, but. I can respect it. Um, 
Don't forget about Champagne now. Champagne, 15 points, 5 of 10, 3 of 7 from deep. Filled up the box score in 18 minutes, which is what you want to see out of your two-way guy. He didn't look quite as good in the Cleveland game. Had a couple bad misses, but yeah. Um, he, you know, it, pretty yeah. pretty good in the Brooklyn game. So kind of weird, again, that he didn't play in the Cleveland game. Not sure I'm fully on board with him being just completely ignored like that, but, you know, it is what it is. They're a very deep team. Um, and Shake had, like, a pretty rough game, bounced back against Cleveland. Melton had a rough game offensively, bounced back against Cleveland. So a lot of positives across these two games. Yeah, and I do want to note about Champagne here because I did read uh, Keith Pompey's article. He said that he's been working he's, ever since Summer League where he looked like a deer in headlights. And, Chris, let me promise you, I know you didn't get to see it, but he did look like a deer. He did not look like he belonged, and Uriah can attest to that. Uh, you know what? He he looked a lot better in that game. It just – I think he needs time for the game to slow down the game. You know how like some rookies have a hard time slowing down the game in their head. I think he's one of those guys. And I think once he figures it out, he'll he'll be okay. You know, like I said, he has really good size at six eight. Has a quick trigger, willing to shoot it. Just has to slow down the game enough for himself. Um, but yeah, you pretty much hit on all of it. Uh, Tobias Harris did not have a great night shooting, but it was more forced because he was the second option offensively versus the, um, you know, the fourth option. So, but I, I pretty much everything that you said, I'm pretty much on board with. I, I, it was a good George's Niang game too. Want to give George's his flowers. I really hope that we do see more Joe because Joe, like you said, is fearless, and I, I'm really am hoping that we see more of him. Outside of that, though, Chris, I mean, I don't really have much to add. So let me ask you this: uh, What do you think of? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Tobias one of three from deep, but that one three that he hit was like flying around the screen and going straight into the shot. So there there are positive indicators there still. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like, like he's going to – yeah. In 16 minutes, love my guy. Um, yeah, what were you going to say? No, 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 I was just going to say, like, I was going to ask you, um, how do you uh, – what do you make of Ben's play in the game? Ben, uh-huh. for those that did not see the box score, Ben had – give me one second here – he had six points, five re- five assists, and four rebounds on 50% shooting and didn't make either one of his foul shots in about 19 minutes. Yeah, so, like, he looked exactly like we left him. Like, he looks like Ben Simmons. I, there's really not a ton to write home about. He, he looks like the same old Ben, which is still a very good player. Brooklyn was using him in a different way than Philly does. He's setting more screens, doing more role stuff there, which has always been... Posting yeah. up. Yeah, which is, I think, a good positive step for his game. Like, that's a better way to use him. And I, I think he's going to do great there because they ran the floor a lot. They got out in transition. He made some beautiful passes. He was still hesitant very, in a very frustrating way in other points. Like, he, he's been. He's really good, and he's severely limited in certain ways, and that's just who he is as a player. And, you know, I, I thought he was generally pretty good if – fine in this game I, i'll say this i don't think his post-ups were super effective look he, he bricked one off of a fadeaway jumper and then another hook shot just looked absolutely horrid i i, I mean look he, he looks better as a power uh, like point center if you want to call him that you still have nick claxton starting which nick claxton looked great by the way um UGA and look yeah and like look they're they're deep team they're a good team 
Like, I think they can make some noise in the East if they can get their stuff together and maybe hire Mike D'Antoni over Steve Nash. But, like, like they're, they they have what it takes, I, I think. They just need to get themselves together. And, you know, if you play Ben at the power forward slash center position, I think you'll be just fine. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it was good that Ben got it. This is good for Ben to get it out of the way in Brooklyn in the preseason, less pressure without Joel playing in the game, because I'm sure if Joel was in there, he would have trolled him. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, good for Ben. I don't, uh, you know, Dr. Rivers said in an ESPN interview uh, after the game, like, he's not really paying attention to him. Like, that's not his player anymore. So, you know, good luck, but not paying attention. Don't care. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's weirder, Lucas. Seeing Ben Simmons in a black jersey with broken on the front or seeing him out there playing alongside Katie and Kyrie, I, it, they're both strange. I think the I, I think know. the black jersey is for me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. This guy spent like a pretty long time in Philly compared yeah. to most guys on this roster. Like he was yeah. here for a while. That's like a pretty 2016. Yeah, kind of like the central building block of a rebuild, and that's an important guy. So it's it's weird to see him in a different uniform, but. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He looks fine. Like a lot of people were, I think, over exaggerating struggles. And like he looked fine. He looked like Ben Simmons. He's going to be really good as the third option on a very offensively oriented team. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah. So real quick, Chris, let's wrap this section up with this. What do you think of Brooklyn as a whole? Um, I I think, like you said, they're. A pretty good team. They're going to have a chance to make some noise in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be interesting to see how they hold up defensively. Um, like people were criticizing Ben for not guarding Tyrese in that game. It's a preseason game. Teams aren't going to pull out all their all the stops in the preseason. Um, so we, it's hard to like make big proclamations after preseason games in general, but. Chris, he didn't. He didn't. Quarter. Chris, uh, sorry to interrupt. He didn't hold back against Shake Milton. So, I, I will what? say this: I don't know if, if Ben's quick enough to guard Tyrese. That's what I'm like, saying. Look, I think he might. Like, he might ben, be a little intimidated. Really well, I don't know about that. It just might not be a good matchup. It might not be a good matchup ben because look, really good defense on Trey Young for six straight games. Like he can guard Tyrese. Trey Young's not a. Uh, the top five fastest point guards in the NBA, though. Trey Young averaged like 25 points and almost 10 assists in that series. Uh, yeah, he didn't shoot efficiently, but he still ate. He, it wasn't yeah. like he yeah. played against... Trae against... top 15 player. He's going to put up points. But if he's shooting 30% from the field, you've played pretty effective defense. And if I'm Steve Nash, I'm putting Ben on James Harden because we know that we, we saw yeah. it as Sixers fans. Like, he yep. can guard James Harden really well. Absolutely. Especially... Yeah, so he'll give I, him I, problems. He'll give James yeah. problems. Um, yeah, so in that, and James is like the orchestrator of our offense. So yeah, I, I would put him on James and try to disrupt the offense that way. So that's that's just me though. That's yes, just me. no, absolutely. Um, I, I think in general, Brooklyn's going to be a really good offensive team with some questions that they have to answer on defense. And you know, if Kevin Durant looks like top five prime Kevin Durant, and Kyrie is healthy and playing the full season and Ben is healthy and playing the full season. They have as much of a chance as anyone to make some noise in the East. Chris, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and uh, who's the Australian kid? Um, 
the with the dreads. Australian kid? Patty yeah. Mills. Yeah, Patty Mills. Patty Those Mills, three guys yeah. with Ben, that's they're gonna they're gonna make a lot of threes this year. Yep. Yeah. Threes. Well, this is the way that Ben has always wanted to play. He said that Both. in the Reddick podcast. So yeah. good for Ben. Durant and Kyrie are two of the best shooters they have too. And TJ Warren, yeah. guy who can make a lot of threes if he's clicking. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's a very talented offensive team. Yeah, absolutely. We're not we're forgetting guys like, you know, Cam Thomas and Royce O'Neal too. Uh you know, so yeah. But I think I think on that note, Chris, let's go ahead and switch gears back to the general NBA. And before before you get started, Chris, I do want to add this because this just came up on my phone while we were recording. Uh Draymond Green uh, and Jordan Poole got into a physical altercation at Warriors practice to where they had to be separated and the team is considering taking disciplinary action against Green. Uh yeah. You know. Uh Draymond, so well, what do you what, what, what do we what do we think about that considering Draymond's in a Draymond, contract year? Yeah, Draymond has been disciplined by the team for altercations at practice before and it worked out just fine last time. Nothing happened. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not ideal, obviously. I, I'm not going to like sit here and blow it out of proportion, though. It's the preseason. Draymond's a very competitive guy, and I I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, if I had to guess. It could be. Well, look, I, th- I, I think there's a good chance Draymond Green is gone this summer. Because, look, you have to choose. Pretty much, you're going to have to choose between Clay and Draymond. And as... At this point, so this is going to sound blasphemous, but just follow me for a second here. I think for the team to have a chance to win a championship, the team needs Draymond more than they need Clay Thompson because they already have Jordan Poole waiting in the wings, and they still have Moses Moody too. So yeah, I, I well, think I well, think like you can re- not replace Clay because Clay's a you know top seventy-five player of all time. Like he he's a Hall of Famer. But like this is not unless Clay Thompson comes back to pre-injury create Clay Thompson, which is a big if. Like I don't, and that means defensively too, not just offensively. Like then I think Draymond is more important to how the team operates than Clay. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a hot take at all. And like Clay's not on in, in the last year of his contract. Next year he will be. He has two Next more year years left. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I. I agree. Draymond's more important than Clay. He's quite important to that team. So unless things are really bad, there's no reason to look to trade him. Uh, well, well, the thing is, Chris, they they are not going to pay. It's been told that they they're not going to pay a hundred fifty five hundred million dollars salary cap tax to keep the team together. And if that's what would happen if you keep Draymond on a max deal, and then Wiggins comes back, and then Poole gets his extension, which they're saying. <laughs> He probably wants something around the Tyler Hero extension, which, for those that don't know, Tyler Hero signed a four-year, $130 million extension. So that's that's a lot of money. So maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm generally in favor of ownership paying to keep good teams together. If they want to not do that, that's their choice. But, like, objectively, from a basketball standpoint, you should keep Draymond. Um yeah, I, I'm not. I don't think it's a huge deal. Like, all that contract stuff is going to come into question without this altercation. So I, I don't think this changes much. We've seen guys get into arguments, you know, Joel and Shake on the bench in yeah, the bubble. Like, it normally just doesn't mean anything. So they're competitors. 
they get into it at practice, they'll probably, you know, shake hands and make up the same day. I, I don't think it's a huge deal. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk about the game that a lot of people watched the other night, Lucas, between the G League Ignite and a small French team that happens to uh, have Victor Wimbanyama on it. Uh, projected number one pick in the draft is Wimbanyama. Scoot Henderson of G League Ignite is going to be the number two pick, probably. Um, what do you think about the hype, Lucas? Do you buy it? 37 points, five blocks, seven of 11 from deep, seven, five, eight foot wingspan. <laughs> do you buy the hype? Seven, four without shoes on, Chris. Make make sure you get it correct. But, you know, it's I heard something on ESPN today that said the floor is Kristaps Porzingis. The ceiling is something better than Giannis. Look, if you can get Giannis's skill set, but add good outside shooting and add about what is Giannis five six eleven, so add what five more inches onto that. Look, he could come into the league as a top ten player off the bat, like at eighteen nineteen. Like the kid has a lot of potential. There's, I, I guess, there would be some question about like his position. I guess he would play center, but like, is he going to hold up against NBA centers? We don't really know, you know, physically. But at, at the same time, like the kid's going to be special. Like we, he's been on the radar for scouts for a long time, and I heard the, uh, something that there's going to be teams tanking like we haven't seen before, which is hard to believe because we've been in Philly. But like, there's going to be like multiple teams doing it like that, I guess. So that's that's something that we have. Like I said, this kid is special, and we'll see what happens. But like, you don't this he if he can stay healthy, this is a generational player, I think. Yeah. Um, do I believe the hype? Yes. I mean, people say like X is the best prospect since LeBron every year, but I, I think like Victor is probably has like a real case to say that about i think he's like right there with luca as the best prospect in quite a while um yeah he's gonna be awesome i i don't know why we have to like go around comparing guys to Giannis. off the bat. He, he just doesn't play like Giannis yet Giannis does things that victor's Giannis is a lot more physical yeah, yeah Giannis is a driver and a, like when banyana is not like a primary he's a lot Giannis can be right now but He's a lob threat and three pointer, but like still, yeah, that's pretty special. He, he plays a completely different offensive style than Giannis, and he's a very different physical being than Giannis because he's way taller and skinnier right now. So, I don't think we really need to mention Giannis. I don't think it's a fair or necessary or realistic comparison. But could he be a top ten player very soon in the NBA if he's healthy? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy's super special. He's, like, one of those guys who's going to be able to maybe approximate, like, Gobert on defense and then do a ton of crazy stuff on offense. So, uh, should be quite good, quite fast. I would be tanking for number one if I didn't have any chance of winning anything, too. So, so, so let me ask you this, Chris. If you're, if you're the Pacers... Do you make that Westbrook trade now? And even if you can't get the both picks or even neither picks, do you make that trade, wave Westbrook, so that you can start tanking before the season starts? Um, 
I mean, because like if I if I have a chance at this kid, I might not. I just I might say bump the picks. Here's the Let thing: me just get get off these guys. The worst Wave team, Westbrook. The worst team in the NBA has a 14 percent chance of getting the first pick. Like, and even if they don't get the first pick, scoop the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So the third worst team has the same odds as the first worst team. Like, if you're in the bottom six or seven, you're pretty much decent odds compared to everyone else. Like, so you don't need to be the absolute bottom team to be in that mix. And yeah, I, I think the Pacers can get there with Miles Turner. Frankly, I, I don't think he's going to win him that many games. Um, if anything, Tyrese is going to win him a lot of games because he's yeah. already. But um. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't make a trade that you don't believe in just because you think it would help you tank. Uh, Chris, what happened to that hanky mentality? Come on now. I I mean like you can probably get better value for Miles Turner. Than I mean, yeah, a couple picks. So yeah, got to make sure it's the best trade for your franchise. But like I, but, but you don't want to bring talent back in that season. You're trying to get picks. I know, but. Well, you can get young talent and picks for Turner. He's he's gonna help a lot of teams who could trade for him. So, uh, uh yeah, I don't know is the answer to your question. But like Utah, San Antonio, all those teams that have nothing to play for. OKC. If we get Wimbanyana and Chet in the same lineup, I'm gonna lose my head. I'm gonna be such a happy person. So, I'm I'm rooting for OKC personally. Yeah, I, I was about uh, to say you could have Shea Giddy. Dork, Chet, Giddy, Poku, Chet, Wimbanyana is my dream lineup. Um, that would be fun. It would be. That would be a lot of lengths. So I might fun. get. I might get league pass to watch those guys play together. I, I'm pretty sure Poku would not start. Yeah, we'll give it a year. Um, <laughs> you'll have a chance this year. They just traded Derek Favors. Yeah, so I'm holding. You know, I'm praying. Every night that it's OKC, but uh, let's talk about LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now, Lucas. Uh, I, th- I think we all heard the comments uh, recently when asked if he has a relationship with Kareem or any thoughts on some of the recent controversy. LeBron basically said no relationship, no thoughts. What was your take on that situation? It's disappointing i i mean i heard that um kareem had said some things about lebron's stance during the you know covid vaccine mandates or during covid when it first started in the nba um look lebron james and kareem are both on the nba mount rushmore like you can't take them off i i think with that in mind like these are two of the game game's greatest players and lebron's gonna break kareem's record you know health you know health allowing this season. And like, it would only seem right that, you know, creams at the game to like, you know, pass the torch as it were to LeBron when it happens. And if that doesn't happen, like that kind of makes the, you know, moment feel empty. So I, I, I think you definitely do want to have Kareem um, and LeBron make things up, you know, make up whatever issues they have. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I will be completely honest. I, I don't entirely know what Kareem's comments were to set off this response from LeBron. Like, I, Kareem's a very smart and educated person, and he has made some very interesting and valid points over the past couple of years 
with respect to COVID vaccines and society. So I, I generally trust Kareem as an opinion haver. Um, like, do I think it's anything disastrous or no? Like, like, like you said, it'd be cool if they made up and they could have a moment because they're both Laker legends at this point to varying degrees, obviously, but. LeBron is going to re- be remembered in part for what he's doing with the Lakers. He's going to break the scoring record potentially in a Lakers uniform. So it would be nice for them to have a moment. But yeah, I, I'm. this is not one of those issues that I have like a super thorough hot take on, to be honest. I feel like, I feel like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has as much of a sense of humor as he had a three-point shot when he was playing in the NBA. He is such a serious person. And you need people like that in this world. And like you said, Chris, he is a very smart person. And you cannot diminish the fact that he was part of the civil rights struggle and was uh, involved heavily in terms of getting civil rights uh, for minorities in this country. But if LeBron James, who is squeaky clean and is definitely going to break his record if he's healthy... You would think that he's part of the Lakers organization that Kareem would they would have some type of relationship. The the response that you that was uh, if you watch it on Twitter, just very stoic, like, no, I don't have a relationship. So that tells me, Lucas, that whatever he said, whether it was COVID or what have you, there's something there and it's a shame because I think it would have been it would be great to see that torch passed and like a, a respectable bond between those two players. Absolutely agree. Look, you have, this is hard to believe, but if you think about it, like in terms of importance to the franchise, Kareem's like the third most important player to the Lakers franchise behind Magic and Kobe, right? And then you have an all-time great, the second best player of all time playing for the Lakers right now, LeBron. It's just, it doesn't seem right. And like I said earlier, you know, Kareem's top five player of all time, LeBron's second all time. I have Kareem third after LeBron. So, like, it just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. And I wish that they could fix it, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully they do. And on that note, I think, Chris, it's time for you to play us out. All right. As always, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Six Cents Podcast. If you can, please like, subscribe, and follow along. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, or you can listen at our website, thesixersense.com. Please like, give us five stars if you can, leave a review. It would really help us out. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Sixersense. And until early next week, peace out, everyone. Go Sixers. We'll talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.